Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. Episode 26, Wade's back after, what do you call that, your sabbatical or something? Sure. It's been it's the off season. There's not a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, and the show's going to reflect that because it's a light show. We've got Wade, but not a ton of moving and shaking around the prospect world or the MLB world, but there's a few things to talk about. Uh, big story today is uh, going to be extending prospects. It's the new thing that's kind of been taking over the baseball landscape the last few years, um, I'm sure as a result from analytics departments kind of informing teams on the value of players and the value of prospects and stuff. We're going to talk about why Wade likes it, why Wade doesn't like it. Maybe we haven't talked about this pre-show yet. So we're going to get Wade's fresh take on that. Is there a certain stud on the Padres you might want to lock up now and for how much it's not our money, but things like this still matter. I mean, luxury tax could be an issue facing the Padres in the next few years. You never know. Doubtful. That Hosmer money <laughs> isn't really going away. Uh, never thought we'd have to worry about the luxury tax in San Diego, but it's a new new Padres team. We're also going to get some Winter League updates. But first, not news, but something that caught my eye today. Uh, it's been on the horizon for a while, but I just re was re-interested in it. Jeopardy. Are you a Jeopardy guy at all? Love Jeopardy. Really? Really. Who's your favorite champion? Uh, Oof. The, the computer. <laughs> I had the idea for a, a robot golfer. Did you like that idea on the tour? We were just talking about Happy Gilmore off air. But <laughs> would you like On the tour? No. Shooter McGavin and a robot? I love Shooter McGavin on the tour. But not a robot? No. Just like the Yokohama 5000 playing with Rory McIlroy? What would its caddy be? Does it, it's just like a, a nerd like with a remote control mm. that just like picks the club up for him and sticks it in his little robot hand. All right, I'd watch it. Of course you'd watch that. Like Robot versus Tiger. That was my other idea. So like <laughs> oh, the Phil Mickelson versus Tiger Woods, like Thanksgiving weekend, uh, like one-on-one battle they had a couple years ago. Make it Tiger Woods versus Robot on HBO. I think that makes a ton of money. How much time do you give the robot in between shots though? You know, pace of play? He's probably quicker than Tiger Woods. He doesn't have know. to like throw grass up in the air and like read it. He's got a little wind chime on him that can like detect like exactly how fast the wind is moving and – he can read the elevations instantly. He doesn't like have to crouch and walk around the ball seven times. Quicker. Pace of play is fixed with robots. More robots, the better. You don't think his little caddy has typed all that in? No. He well, just knows it? Maybe. <laughs> Didn't really think about that. How did we get here? I don't know why we started talking about that, but I'm, I'm pro-robot. So Jeopardy is going to have this uh, tournament of champions – or not tournament, I guess. It's – the three best winners in Jeopardy history are going to be start playing on Tuesday against each other. They play back-to-back games, and then the winner who has the most money from those two total games wins the the match. And then the first player to win three matches is gonna they play every night. Um, and then we're gonna get a, the like ultimate champion. The winner gets a million dollars. So you're in on that, right? Yeah, I'm super in on that. Anything where like, do you think you can bet on that? God, I hope so. That'd be <laughs> tremendous. Uh, I don't really remember all the guys' names except Ken Jennings for some reason. I remember his name. But uh, I don't think I'd bet on Ken. You don't remember James? He was recent. 
Now, see, I know of him. I know what he looks like. I can picture his face, but I don't remember the name. He's a big baseball gambler. Um, then I'm gonna I would bet on him then. But change for Jeopardy. Tell me if you like this idea. I was teasing this with you off air earlier. You know how in Jeopardy, the question is being read, and no one is allowed to buzz in until it's finished being read by Alex, and everyone is just like furiously clicking on it. Like I don't really know who. How do you decide who gets to to talk? I mean, that was the whole James Holzhauer. He just answered every question. He yeah. And it was he just every time hit the button, and then if he knew it, which he always did, right. So I think that's a flaw in the game. That was like his whole thing. Here's what I want to do. This is this is going to change Jeopardy, though. Each player has a keyboard. And so the question's being read. Players type in their answer silently. If they all get it right, it's like one point because they it was an easy question. All three of them got it. If two of them get it right, they each get two points. The guy who didn't get it's nothing. And if one guy gets it out of the three, he gets three points. So you're taking away the money? Yeah, we make it points based, and then like at the end of the show, the winner gets, you know, just like a set fifty grand or something. But I mean, usually it goes from easy to hard questions. No, you change, you change, just make them all like these are Jeopardy guys. Uh, they can be easier, they can be hard, whatever. Same I don't thing. Think Jeopardy has a problem. I think they're doing it. For I them. don't like the, I don't like the buzzing thing because like I don't think the 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 best person's necessarily buzzing first every time, or like it's just it's, it seems like a random thing. Whoever clicks the most gets it. No, you're fine with it the way it is. Love it. Fine. I'm out. <laughs> so before the rest of the show, I thought it would be worth bringing up Shogo Akiyama, who just signed with the Cincinnati Reds, who got a three-year deal and for whatever, who cares amount of money, um, was a shockingly divisive guy on Pottery's Twitter. Have you noticed that at all? I have not. I'm not the most active guy on Twitter. I, I think it's kind of stupid Twitter. But I do it because I have to. For the fans? Yeah. <laughs> all 17 of them. Um, but the Pottery's were looking pretty... I don't know, aggressively at Akiyama. And I think a lot of people uh, just kind of assumed that the Padres were the biggest player on him and that, hey, they need a center fielder. So let's go get Akiyama, who has some interesting uh, st- stats over in Japan, um, has some speed, has some power, plays a above average center field, according to all the scouts. And I liked Yoshitomo Sutsugo, the other Japanese guy who was posted earlier in the season, but he's... He's more of like a, a lefty power guy restricted to a corner outfield spot, um, probably better suited for DH. Akiyama, who was like the, the guy that I think most Padre fans were interested in, were only interested in because there's nothing else going on with the Padres in the offseason. Uh, did you have a strong opinion on Akiyama before the Reds signed him? Like, I don't know, over the last several weeks of the winter meetings, did you care about Akiyama? I'll be honest. I didn't even know who he was. Okay. So. I think that's the right thing <laughs> uh fangraphs has pr- him projected um he's gonna be 32 also so fangraphs has him projected as a defensive minded center fielder who doesn't really hurt you on offense gets on base a decent amount and will get you i think it was 1.9 or 2 war uh f war for the this upcoming season which is fine like that's a that's a usable startable center fielder um but i just didn't think this was a story that anyone I don't think any fans in San Diego should have cared enough to make this a story that the Padres didn't get Akiyama. Um, in the wake of the Jersey unveiling and the fam trade and the Arias trade, um, we were just kind of looking for the next thing. And this was definitely not a thing. 
This isn't, this wasn't Ichiro. Um, we have two guys just like him, Margot and Cordero, who are young, entering their primes. Akiyama's a 32-year-old Japanese guy. Right. He doesn't seem like an upgrade to either of those guys. No, we've got, we've got two guys that we need to give a chance to that are already on the, the roster. I just don't know what adding Akiyama does, and I don't – I didn't really get at all why anyone cared that the Pottery – like not one person should care that we didn't get Akiyama. Yeah. It didn't make any sense to me. So – Interesting that he went to Cincinnati though. Cincinnati is the, pot, the Padres of the National League Central. They're but, trying to. I mean, you feel like the Japanese guy is like coming straight to the West Coast. So maybe nobody like wants. Maybe nobody wants. Yeah, exactly. Which is like Ryu, like going all the way to Toronto. That's so far from Japan. Yeah, but Toronto, you know, international city. I've heard really good things about Toronto. I guess I'm just, sure he's gonna love Toronto. It's far. It is far, and it's f- well. I was gonna say it's cold, but he. I mean, Korea is really cold too. He doesn't care. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't have wanted – if I'm him, I would have liked to have stayed in the L.A. market compared to – Georgia's anywhere West Coast, like Seattle. Yeah, West Coast A is just better like weather-wise. Um, I wonder if he just makes a lot more money in Toronto. Taxes. Although they, they get taxed. That's, I mean that's a – do they get taxed heavily in Toronto? No idea. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the market for him was lighter than we think it was too. True. Boris is famous for just getting this guy the most money. I don't think Boris is necessarily a guy that's like trying to place you in the best position for you to succeed. I think it's a la Hosmer, San Diego. Yeah. Who's got the most money? <laughs> Let's go there. And taxes, no taxes, whatever and the I'll deal is. Close a billion dollars in deals in one month. He's only making like 50 million a year. That's people forget. Yeah, it's a billion dollars, but he's making less than Roger Goodell annually. No, really? Goodell makes like 50 million. Maybe more now. They stopped making his salary public information because people would just give him shit for it all the time. He makes so much money for doing like nothing. It's hilarious. Doing absolutely nothing. I love Roger. He's my my idol. So anyway, (laughs) this this Akiyama thing for just was just like a non-story for me, and I thought it was hilarious that Padre fans cared at all about it. Yeah, I don't think we should care at all. Yeah, we spent a lot of time on it. Probably gonna suck on the Reds. Everybody sucks on the Reds, don't they? Isn't that the rule? When you go to the Reds, you just suck? Yeah. The rule for us is that when you're on the Padres, you suck. But then when you leave, you become great. Right. Opposites in the Reds. Like, you're great, and then you go to the Reds, and then you suck. Right. Yeah. So the big story today that I wanted to talk about was uh, Luis Robert signing with the Chicago White Sox. Is it Robert or Robert? Nice job. Uh, I'm 80% sure it's Robert. I've heard Robert the most. Not that that means anything because everyone I talk to about Luis, Luis Arias always pronounced it wrong. Urias. Yeah. The I, guy you had on last week. Oh, my God. That was Dan <laughs> Zimborski. What are you doing, Dan? So <laughs> I've heard Luis Robert the most and I've, I have I pay attention to prospects. So I've known about him since he came over from Cuba in 2017. And he was the, the best international prospect of the class that year. And got, that's back when they were paying those guys a ton of money. So what was his actual – Signing bonus in 2017? You just looked that up? $26 million. That's absurd. That's half of his new deal. More than half of his new deal. Yeah. So people <laughs> – he already – he's one of the, the guys that has already been paid. That's back when the deals for international free agents were not restricted like what they are now. And teams would just blow all their money on – like it made sense at the time to, to do this for international – like what did Ronald Acuna sign for? I think $100,000 because he wasn't as highly rated but – yeah. Um, 26 million is obscene. Like that's the most I can remember anyone signing for internationally. I mean, what did Puig sign for? He would probably be the only one worth more. 
Um, no, I don't think Pete's <clears> signed <throat> for more. You can look that up. But uh, who's the most the Padres gave? Um, I think uh, it was twelve million. Yeah, I think Adrian Morihone signed for like fifteen. Does that sound right? Or eleven? Eleven million. Eleven. Damn. Okay. Well, yeah. This blows everyone out of the water. This is this is a crazy deal. Like I think Juan Soto signed for like four million dollars. Or I think it was no, it might have no, even been less. less. Yeah, I think it was like a million. It was like one point five. Like Vlad signed for four million, something like that. He was the most of that class, and yeah, Soto was around one. Um, anyway, so this is that that blew my mind. I didn't expect it to be that high. Twenty six millions, crazy. So, initial reaction was I think uh, it was just it was weird for me. I didn't know how to react to it because it was. It's six years, $50 million, and he hasn't played a game in the majors yet. Largest contract ever given to a Cuban defector, Runzi Castillo. Seven-year contract. Oh, and he was a huge bust for the Red Sox. 72.5 mil. Oh, they just gave him seven years right out of the gate because he was older yeah. when he came up. He was like 26, 27 maybe when they signed him from Cuba. Yeah. But that's not a $26 million signing bonus. Yeah, it's different. This is all at once. Um and he was a kid. He was born in 97. So what is he? He's like 21 years old right now. Yeah, he'll turn 22 in August. So it was just a weird move for me. So like I'm still not quite used to seeing these deals happen. Like you talk about them happening all the time. Ronald Acuna signed early. Uh, he signed with 165 games under his belt though. Um, was it 165 games? What did I write? Yeah. Days. Days of service time. Uh, Ozzy Albies signed and got crushed when he signed because it was such a short um, amount. It was like a $35 million over seven years or something. Um, Ozzy Albies. Right. And people were crushing him for that because they thought he could have made a lot more if he had waited or held out or whatever it was. Acuna. Um, let's see, where's the Acuna deal? I'm all out of order here. Eight years, $100 million for Acuna. This is just what teams are trying to do now. If if they think their prospect uh, – I mean, I guess the first guy who did this was like Evan Longoria back in the day when he kind of came up and played one year and signed a big contract with Tampa Bay. Teams are trying to find value with their young stars. And that's kind of how you have to do this because if you wait, like, yeah, short term, you save a ton of money. But long term, you're paying way more money. And if you're a small market, you have to. Small market-ish. I mean, in Chicago, they, they're doing it's okay. Like the second team in Chicago. Yeah, even though they have the same number of championships over the last – I mean, they won in 2005. That was a long time ago. It seems like it wasn't that long ago, but um, it was. So immediately Padre fans are like, we have to do this with Tatis right now. Or we should have done it last year. Like, would you have tried to do a deal, this exact deal a year ago, let's say before Tatis even played, would you have done this deal for Tatis? Yes. I think that's a pretty easy yes. What if it was uh, seven years, $100 million, like closer to the Acuna deal yes. without without playing? Yes. That's tough. That's a tougher one because Acuna was already shown at the, pretty much the same age as Tatis to be a major league talent, like starting, like all-star level player in center field. And Tatis – didn't have that kind of success yet at AAA or AA. And we were all surprised when he made the roster out of spring training because A, he was so young, and B, he hadn't really performed at the level that you thought a guy who you're just going to hand the starting shortstop job to 
the, in the spring training. I th- it was weird. It was a weird move for him to come up. It was a really exciting move, but I don't know if that's if that's a deal you would give Tatis yet. Seven years or eight years, a hundred million dollars. You probably got to go more on the years because he's arbitra- he's arbitration eligible through two thousand or for the first six years of his career anyway, um, under team control. So is signing him to that extra one year or two years really worth it? Because um, those last three years of arbitration, he might be making $30 million a season. Like that's what Mookie Betts is doing right now. If you're that good of a player, then you're paying him $90 million over three years if you want to keep him. Yeah. So I don't know. You're saving money, but is it that much money? So I guess you want more years. You want like the 10-year deal. Just like lock him up for the whole front half of his career and then some. Right. Because he'll be he would be 31 at the end of that deal. Um, so just like a lot to consider here. To, uh, for uh, for Robert, elite prospect, pretty much his whole career since he signed. He was the number one prospect internationally. We talked about that uh, in 2017. But the problem for me was he had never really put together back-to-back seasons of being like worthy of even talking about signing a deal before he plays in the majors. So he's the number three ranked prospect according to MLB Pipeline right now. I don't love MLB Pipeline, but that's – the one that we're going to – it's like that's the standard prospect list we use just because it's the one most people know and you don't. there's no paywall. So I don't want to use Keith Law and I don't want to use Baseball America. They have a paywall now. So I pay for it, but I'm not going to give you my free – the free content. Uh, he was injured last year or uh, I guess it was two years ago now, so 2018. Hadn't Didn't hit a home run, no power at all in 2018. And he was good in rookie ball, but he was 20 years old. In rookie ball. So he really hadn't shown anything yet. It's all projection until 2019, which when he was healthy, he blew the doors off of everyone, showed all the tools that you want to see, uh, contact skills, on-base skills, and then the power exploded, um, hit 30 home runs. So He's a big boy. He's... A huge, I mean, what's what's he listed at um, on Baseball America? He's, they have him at six three, one eighty five. He seems bigger. Than I that. mean, that, that's me, but our body types are <laughs> our body types are slightly different, I guess. He looks like he was sculpted out of marble, and I know I look like a, a sack that's like filled with soft serve ice cream or something. But Mackenzie Gore, it's interesting because Mackenzie Gore is ranked right next to him on MLB Pipeline. And probably in most places, I would probably have them also very close. I don't do a, a all prospects list, like a top 100 or anything, but Gore and Robert would be very close for me also. Would you consider giving this deal to Mackenzie Gore right now? Yes. The big difference, obviously, is their position. One's a more reliable player who's going to play every day, whose risk of injury is much lower, and that's Luis Robert. And one's Mackenzie Gore, who impacts the game less as a starting pitcher, has to be, has to do more to achieve the same kind of uh, war numbers and surplus value that an everyday player would provide. I think most people would say you bet on the everyday player, not the starting pitcher. And then has already faced injuries as well. I mean, Robert had injuries last year or two years ago. I keep doing that. I don't, don't know what year it is. But Gore has had these blister issues, which we've seen. I mean, he's healthy. He was healthy all of last year, pretty much. But blister issues are things that have a way of popping up again. Remember Josh Beckett facing one of the best pitchers in baseball, but these blister issues would derail him every so often. Rich Hill 
same thing, blister issues that we didn't really see it last year. Maybe that's because remember they did the study on the baseballs that came out recently. The seams were lower on the balls last year, which helped lead to among other things, home runs, but less blister issues, maybe less blister issues because the seams are lower. So that's something you'd have to consider. I love this deal for the white Sox, And I love the deal for Luis Robert, because even though you want to bet on yourself, it's only six years. Like he was, that's, that takes him through his arbitration years and then he'll be a free agent at 27. Like that's fine for him. And you already made 26 mil. And he's already got, he's probably, how much is that left in his bank account? You think? Two. (laughs) So he's going to be fine. Uh, But I think it's a good deal for him because you still have time to bet on yourself later. You get paid right now. Not that he needed it. Um, And then if his career kind of happens to flame out, this is a nice safety net for him. He's going to have 70 plus million dollars in his bank account is a, is a safety net. That's huge. Talk about putting your mind at ease. And then the white Sox, this is how you win championships. It's you, you make these kind of bets on young players who, if it, if it fails, if he's not any good, it's less than $10 million a season and dead money. That's nothing. The Padres are still paying Hector Oliveira like $8 million, which is dead money. Teams do this and it doesn't, doesn't kill them. But if it pays off the surplus value coming from Luis Robert, who is a potential all-star who any prospect evaluator you listen to is going to say the same thing. He's an above average regular, like at worst with star potential. That's how you win championships. You're paying your stars. Not a lot of money. That's how you're going to win. Right. And if you're the Padres, would you give, I, I would give this deal to Mackenzie Gore also because of, of what he could bring. He's the, he's the best pitcher in the minors already at 21 years old, or was it 20 years old last year? He's going to be 21 this upcoming season. He's the kind of piece that you can't get on the free agent market or the trade market that like Garrett Cole for $330 million. That's fine for the Yankees. And that makes them really good right now, but he doesn't provide much surplus value because you're paying him so much money. It's really hard to build a team around a player that's making that much money. And I mean, Machado, you could say is like right up there too, but a Machado is not a pitcher. Uh, he's going to last longer. He's younger. Um, I think that skill set stays longer and uh, that $300 million isn't going to look too bad. And like, it's already not looking that bad because look what just Garrett Cole just got as a starting pitcher. Right. And Steven Strasburg, like all these guys um, that 300 million doesn't look like a ton of money anymore to me. So yes, give six years, $50 million to Mackenzie Gore. If you're Mackenzie Gore, do you take that deal? No. Really? Yeah. See, as a, for, as a, as a pitcher, I think there's more things to consider injury wise, things out of your control. I love the guy that but bets then you're on, looking at like Cole and Strasburg and you're like, I can get that. Yeah. But he'll be a free agent at 27. Same thing as Luis Robert. And you're still, you can still have time to bet on yourself. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, th- I feel like if I'm Mackenzie Gore and I'm this high of a prospect, I'm not taking that. He also got a nice little signing bonus. What was his? I'm going to look up his signing bonus real quick. You trying to beat me? Six point seven million dollars signing bonus. Uh, yeah. So he's doing okay too, and he's only been out of high school for a couple of years. He probably has a lot of that save still. So. What if you're Mackenzie Gore? You say no, you're not going to do it. What's a, what's a number that would get you interested in signing? 150. Get that? That's that's a ridiculous number. So you're not signing that. You, you asked me. So that you're, <laughs> so you're not signing. That's what I think Fernando Tatis Jr. would be looking for as someone who's 
played half a season, kind of did the Ronald Acuna route. I think he would, to for me, if I'm Tatis, I'd want to beat, come to me when you have an offer better than Acuna's. Right. And then I will consider it seriously. If you don't have one that's better, then, you know, I'm, I'm not listening. Yeah. yeah. Which is smart. For Gore, uh, I think I take this deal. I think I take six years. I would want to beat Robert. I mean, Robert just set the market. So I'd go, like, give me six years, 60, and we'll, we'll get this thing done. And that locks him up long-term. He's making $10 million a year through his arbitration years. And then he hits the market again at 27. I think that's a win-win for everybody too. And I think we're going to see more and more of these deals happening with top 10 prospects, not even playing in the majors yet. But once they get really close and they've shown that, hey, this guy's probably going to be on the roster when spring training starts, let's just give him, let's just throw $50 million at him and see what he thinks. And then it doesn't affect their service time either. No, you don't have to play the stupid service time game. Chris Bryant's like suing someone right now about like holding him back or they filed a grievance with the MLB, uh, with the Players Association filed a grievance on his behalf or something. They're going to win. Players Association wins everything. They're not going to win this one. You can't prove that the team colluded to keep you down. It's a a really – it's an impossible thing to prove. Um, But going forward, I think these deals become super common. They're already – like every year we're seeing like one or two of these things happen. Um, So like young players, I'm thinking like Gavin Lux gets a similar deal in a couple of years. The Dodgers are really smart about this. Um, He might even get a deal before opening day. Yeah, Yeah, he's going to be their starting second baseman. Why not? Kesson Hira in Milwaukee who's got the second base job who in half a season – I don't know if you guys pay attention to prospects or pay attention to fantasy or whatever. Half a season, he put up like 19 home runs and hit 300 as a, as a rookie. Um, at second base. At second base, yeah. And if you – over a full season, he's hitting like 35 home runs with a 300. So what are they doing with Urias then? Who? <laughs> oh, he's going to – well, he's probably going to be the shortstop. Uh, or they're going to give him a chance to play shortstop. Yeah. Or he's going to be their like super utility guy, which I don't know. I always kind of thought the Padres – could have used a guy like that, but now that we got Jake Cronenworth, I'm not too worried. Nice. Jake Cronenworth, shout out. Um, so yeah, I think overall, I love the deal for both sides, but if you're the White Sox, this is how you win championships. And if the Padres are going to do something like this, I think they missed the boat on Tatis already, unfortunately. You saw, you're supposed to sign Tatis last year. They didn't get it done. It's not anyone's fault unless the Padres are super low balling. Tatis is doing the right thing in my mind, holding out for the best deal he can get. And if the Padres aren't coming up to Acuna money, then F off. Uh, the next guy, though, that I would consider doing it, maybe Paddock for me. But I think Gore's the more important one because Gore's the true ace of the staff. Right. Paddock's more of a number two. Depending on what he does with a third pitch, um, maybe a number three. But still still love Paddock. That's that's a really valuable player just – I would. I would. I don't do, think you give that type of contract. To no, Paddock. I wouldn't give it to Paddock. Yeah. Um. I need to see more. But Gore, I think is. This is how you gamble in baseball and win. Like we've seen the Astros do this, um, gambling and losing sometimes. Uh, Jonathan Singleton a few years ago, they threw a ton of money at a prospect and he's turned into nothing. Do you know who Jonathan Singleton is? Never heard. Yeah, because they they threw a bunch of money at him and he fell. But it's okay. You can you can afford to lose on some of those calls when the ones that do hit like you can win one in five and you're doing great and i would i would do it with mackenzie gore let's do oh, it singleton long beach oh, yeah. long beach nice dirt bag you want to do an ad for manscaped right now i don't do ads anymore i've retired 
<laughs> you got to do one. There's two of them. There's two of us. So you're doing one of them. You got, I mean, you're going to do Manscaped right now. Or you're going to do my bookie later. Which one you want? TikTok, Wade. Support for Believe in Padres prospects comes from Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below the belt grooming? Manscaped. I can't do it. Manscaped <laughs> offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Ryan, it's 2020. You know what that means? New year, new me, new balls. <laughs> Men, listen up. Harry Bushes are so 2019. If you're going to pick any New Year's resolutions this year, let it be to take care of your junk. Manscaped is making it easy with their grooming products. <laughs> Ryan, have you trimmed your balls lately? No. <laughs> well, that's why Manscaped has redesigned an electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 is proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just dirty. Get 20% off and free shipping with code BELIEVE at manscaped.com. That's B-L-E-A-V at manscaped.com. Start New Year's off right by using the best tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Call to action. Get 20% off. And free shipping with the code BLEAV at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. You'd use code BELIEVE. We got through that. That was out of control. I've never felt more like a ten, <laughs> like a 10 year old than, than trying to read that. We have to read these. Before. It totally blindsided me, though. <laughs> I had no idea what the copy was before the show. Um, probably could have used a heads up there on how hilarious it was. Not making fun of Manscaped either because. You I mean, trim your balls. I trim them. I do trim them once in a while, and it's it's winter though, and so I'm not actively trimming. But uh, when summertime comes around, and you know, you got to do it. They it, make it so you. There's no accidents. It's down hot. There. Yeah, you ever have a you ever have a little <laughs> nicking, get nicked down there? It's not it's not fun. Uh, all right, let's get back to the show. Winter league update, Wade. I never heard of half of these guys, and the ones I do know are way past the prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. This guy here is dead. So did you know the Winter League is still going on? I thought it was over. I'll be honest. Winter League drags. It is so slow. So Dominican League, Venezuelan League, Mexican Leagues, Australian Leagues. Mm. If I was a player, I wouldn't want to stay playing. No, like the season's really long. Yeah, I need I don't, my time off. They barely get any time off as it is. They have to report for spring training like early March. Like give me give me some vacation days, you know? Yeah. Gotta spend that money. So guys of interest that are still playing, the one the big one is Franchi Cordero, obviously, and he should be playing. Like this is what Winter League is I agree. for. He should be playing. It's it's for guys that have been hurt, that didn't get a lot of time during the year to play, that I mean, I don't know how much this is really the, the skill, the competition level is helping them that much, but I want to play a quick game with you. It's called Excited, Worried, or Meh. Make some sound for that later, maybe. And basically, I'm going to give you the guy in the Winter League for the Padres who's playing. I'm going to read you his little brief stats of what he's been doing, and you're going to tell me if that makes you excited, that makes you worried, or if that's meh for you. Okay. I know it's confusing. So, Josh Naylor. It's playing for the Escojitos again. He's always it seems like he's always there. He's hitting 250 for the Leonis, the Escojito. Nice. Those are my guys. He's 19 for 76 with one home run. Excited, worried, or meh? Meh. 
Don't care. Yeah. He's kind of already shown, I think, that he's capable of playing Major League Baseball. Yeah, I mean, what he is, he's a backup outfielder. Uh, probably should have been the starting first baseman. Right, but brings us back to our point. Yeah, <laughs> which I think uh, is a requirement of each show is that you have to talk about at least for – Multiple times. You have to mention at least how terrible Eric Cosmer is at first base and that he's going to he's gonna be the reason the Padres don't win a World Series. Whoa. Adderlin Rodriguez. Do you remember who Adderlin Rodriguez is? I do not. Name doesn't ring a bell for you, really? No. So he was the, he's been the first baseman in AAA for a while. He's an older guy. Was on our first team all prospects. Oh, I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. So that dude can hit a little bit. He's hitting 304, 372 OBP. That's 21 for 69. Two home runs. Nice. For the, the Leonis. So does that make you excited, Warrior Man? That's another meh for me. It is another meh for me, too. That guy's never going to make Padres roster. I think he totally could. Like, why not? Um, one injury happens at the Major League roster, and then I think – you, th- I mean, you throw Adelin Rodriguez in there and see what he can do. Maybe if they a little secondary trade piece, maybe. Uh, I mean, they f- I was going to say they made room for Christian Villanueva, but also that team wasn't trying to win. Right. So, yeah, Adelin Rodriguez is probably a DH guy for someone in the American League, but I think he deserves a chance with someone. I just don't see him fitting on this Padres roster. If Eric Hosmer wasn't here, do you see a place for him on the roster? Probably. I'd be like Naylor Rodriguez, like go like spring training. Who can win the job? That's what I would do. Yeah, but now they'd be talking. We need a major trade. <laughs> we should trade for Eric Hosmer. <laughs> <laughs> Franchi Cordero, who has been hurt all year, pretty much it seems like, started late to the Dominican Winter League. He's only had thirty three at bats, but he's hitting three sixty four with a home run. Are you excited, worried, or excited? Man? I'm excited anytime Franchi does anything. When he steps on the field, he's an exciting player. I love Franchi. He's not running right now, but people – I don't know if people have forgotten or not, but I'm going to remind you anyway because it's its fun to talk about. He had like the highest exit velocity plus like the highest sprint rate combined of any player in the majors. It was like – yeah, he was – or he was a little below Trout, right? Yeah, he was like the fastest Trout player and then him. And then also hit the longest home runs. That's, right. that's a really fun player. And I loved watching him play. I missed him. We needed a, we need a left-handed bat. He's the perfect fit there. He's a really good possible platoon with Manuel Margot. And that's why we didn't need Akiyama. It's because we've got Margot and Cordero. And maybe even like Grisham or Pham could get some spots in center field. Um, not as like the everyday guys, but if we have to get them in there and something, I don't know, something happened. Um, why I, I wouldn't be worried enough about like we had Hunter Renfro playing center field last year. Like the outfield in Petco is not as big as people like want you to make it think it's it, a lot of people could play center field there. Will Myers played a passable center field there. So I'm also very excited about Franchi Cordero and I'm anticipating him being on the roster spring tra- opening day. Do you think he makes the opening day roster or would you stick him in the minors to start? I mean, it's all going to depend if he's healthy. Okay, let's, he's health, let's say he's healthy. He, yeah, I think he makes the roster. But don't you, do you want him getting more playing time in the minors or kind of splitting time? That's the that's the problem with this because right now he doesn't have an immediate everyday role. Mm, maybe I want him getting a couple more at-bats and then bring him up like a month in. Yeah, so maybe it's Fam and left, Margot and center, um, and then the Grisham-Myers combo and right. And then uh, 
don't know, you just see how Margot does. Maybe Margot makes a leap. I mean, Margot was a really reliable, safe hitter all the way up through the minors. Really good hit tool. Um, he's like a top 40 prospect. Good glove. Yeah, and we kind of haven't seen it yet. But also, he's only been around a couple years. He's still very young. People kind of forget that too. Ready to give up on him. Yeah, maybe the best. I, just, I think I just talked myself into putting Cordero in the minors for like the first month. Prove you're healthy. Prove that you're back. And then we'll mix in some – like as a lefty, one of the few lefties on the team, we'll, they'll find at-bats for you. Right. So. I think – I mean – it's probably going to come down between him and Naylor. Yeah, Naylor too. I forgot about Naylor. Um, yeah, that outfield's full of like kind of just average dudes. So I don't know what you do with them all. See who shows up in spring, I guess. Carlos Suárez, shout out, hitting 372. It's got a nice little kill streak going. Do you miss a Suárez? Didn't get my COD joke there? No, I'm not a COD guy. You don't remember his COD call out? Oh, on uh, Andy Green? Yeah. Yeah, what did, he, what did he call him? He was streaming Will Myers playing. They were playing COD yeah. together. What did he say? Do you remember? And Will Myers said Andy Green couldn't be any worse right now. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's uh, unimpressed with me. I said, well, hey, we'll never be back up. I didn't even know he was still on the Padres. Is he still on the Padres? I just threw him in there because oh, I missed Carlos I think he's on the Cubs. Where the hell is he? Oh, no. He's on the... Giants in South Korea. Oh my God, he's playing for my Lote Giants. So Lote, the Lote Giants are the team in Busan. I used to live in Busan, teaching English. And damn it, that would have been a really cool guy for me to go root for on Lote. That's too bad. Damn, he's having a good winter too. So they're going to be happy with him over there. I think. Sure. Adam Jones playing in Japan. Is he? Yeah. Good for him. San Diego legend. Morris High School. So. That's Winter League. The Winter League update. Uh, you want to do the My Bookie ad? I did the other one. Before we get out of here, My Bookie. Let me talk to you about some sweet, sweet gambling action. Christmas is coming gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. The bowl. Does anyone call it the bowl? Will the Ravens be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? I bet you have a feeling. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football is not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all from NBA to the Premier League. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. That's huge when you're gambling and having problems. You can even pool your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you got a couple big favorites this week, parlay wagers that you bet multiple games together. If they all come through, you win big. Wade and I are pretty fond of that strategy. We're going to get to that later in a lock of the week. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you will get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, get paid. God, your ads are so much easier than mine. The Manscaped one, uh, we'll, we'll do better next time, but that that snuck up on me. So, Wade, before we get out of here, you were terrible at winning money. 
Target locked. What do you got for uh, where are we fading in you on this week, NFL pick wise? Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. That they are the number one in the circle of wagon power rankings. You're right. Right now they're uh, plus three, but I'm going to take the money line. Plus three at Houston. At Houston, they win in Houston. What's the money line? Did not check that, but take it. <laughs> I happen to have it open. That money line is plus one twenty five. You like that? Really? That's your lock of the week. Bills yep. to win on the road. They can't score. That's my problem with Buffalo. Texans suck. They're in every game, but they can't score. If Texans Wilf, are like perfect for playing the Saturday afternoon game that nobody pays attention that's to, and they lose. The perfect matchup for these two. It's Buffalo Houston, and that's Saturday afternoon matchups were born for this game. Yeah. But I'll counter you. If Will Fuller's playing, I'm taking Houston. I'm going to put the house in Houston. If Will Fuller is not playing, I'll ride Buffalo. Has he played all season? I feel like he's been out the entire season. He plays like half the games, and when he plays, he has like three touchdowns. And then when he doesn't play, Deshaun Watson looks like a backup QB. So for me, it's up to Will Fuller. If Will Fuller plays, I'm all in on Houston if he sits and it's Buffalo. My lock, I'm way hotter than you. You've lost like, was it five in a row or something? Sure. And I've won. We'll my, call it that. I've won my last eight. Uh, I like Seattle on the road at Philly. I think they tanked last week to go play Philly this week. Really? Yeah. Hot take. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't want to, they didn't want the buy. They wanted to stay fresh and they're a good road team. So it's buy and then a home game. Or no, they would have played at home versus Minnesota. If they had won last week. So no, they didn't want the home game. They wanted to go on the road. No home games. They're better on the road anyway. Philadelphia's garbage. What? Seahawks are better on the road? Yeah. They literally call their fans the 12th man. They yeah, but a- they're garbage now. <laughs> no, it's a new it's a new Seahawks team. They're terrible at home. They can't win at home. Minus two and a half at Philly. Philly's garbage. We've known that all year. They've, they backed their way into the playoffs somehow. Uh, winning a bunch of games against shitty teams. Didn't deserve it. I, I will take Seattle laying less than one score. It's two and a half. So I think that's I think that's a pretty easy lock of the week. Bonus lock. We're going to three-team tease. I am doing the three-team teaser. It is Buffalo. You're going to tease up to nine points plus nine. That's a lock. New Orleans, you're going to tease down to, down to two points. Lane two at home versus the Vikings. I think that game's possibly a blowout for New Orleans. Um, Minnesota doesn't travel at all. And then you, you're going to tease Seattle uh, up to four and a half points. So that's the bonus lock, three-team teaser. That pays out plus 150. Are you going to ride me on that one? I'll think about it. Okay. So good show out of you, Wade. Everyone, thanks for listening. Please follow the show's Twitter accounts at Fire Farmhands. If you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. For Wade, I'm Ryan. See you guys next week. Just move on up toward your destination. Have you ever hurt your balls while manscaping? <laughs> or do you have a funny manscaping story? Oh, um, that's asking God. me a question. <laughs> it's a little too much.
<laughs> Idea, ask co-host or guest. If they <laughs> Everyone has a favorite photo. Now you can turn yours into canvas wall art at canvasworld.com. Canvasworld.com will print your photograph on a handcrafted custom canvas at the size of your choice. They combine the latest technology and environmentally friendly inks to produce canvas prints that are higher quality than ever available before. And they guarantee their work for life. Maybe that's why six of the country's top 10 hotel chains choose Canvas World. Their prices are a fraction of what you'd pay elsewhere. And it's easy. Just upload your photo, choose a size, and you're done. They'll even digitally retouch your photo absolutely free. Place your order at canvasworld.com today and save 35%. Plus, get free shipping when you enter promo code photo at checkout. Get big Canvas prints at big savings at canvasworld.com and save 35% and get free shipping when you enter promo code photo at checkout. Check out. Order yours today at canvasworld.com. That's canvasworld.com, where photos become art. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.